Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following content is not suitable for children. Okay, George, I heard about a couple this week, and it's a very kind of typical sexual conflict, but they both end up in this bad place. They both end up feeling like failures for each other sexually. And so I want to talk to you about it and see if you can help me think through this place of double shame and how we can help them think about it differently. The double shame abyss. The double shame abyss. Nasty stuff. Welcome to Foreplay Sex Therapy. I'm Dr. Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Valley, your couples therapist. We are here to talk about sex. Our mission is to help couples talk about sex in ways that incorporate their body, their mind, and their hearts. And we have a little bit of fun doing it, right, G? Listen, and let's change some relationships. So I was working, actually, this was a case that I was consulting about. And the woman kind of overwhelmed, drowning in children. And her partner comes to her and says, you know, you want to do it. Well, first of all, she is emotionally upset about a million things in the relationship. She doesn't feel like she gets enough support. She really was in no space. He hit her on a weeknight. You know, she had a million things to get done. And basically, he comes into the room and she can tell he already has an erection. And she's in no mental frame to have sex, really, but she wants to make him happy. And, you know, she knows that there's going to be better times if she has sex with him, if, if she goes ahead and does it, but she's not ready. But she agrees and she says, you know, thinking, hoping that she'll get ready. And her body is zip, you know, and all she can think about is like, okay, he's ready to go. I should, I should have an intercourse with him right now because he's ready and he's frustrated. This is what she's telling herself. She's frustrated with me. And she's like, what is wrong with me? It's like, he can get ready. He can get aroused. You know, I, I used to be able to get aroused really fast and we could have just done it. We could have had a quickie and my body is dead. And she just started to feel like she was broken. Mm -hmm. And then the guy, you know, he's playful, he's happy, you know, the kids are in bed, you know, yeah, it was a hectic night, but he's like, it's playtime and he's sexually aroused. He's ready. And he comes in and he kind of sees her face like this blank, almost, are you kidding? Stare back. And It's just so hurtful to him, but he doesn't really say that because he's hoping still for sex. He hopes for the moment, you know, he hopes for his touching her is going to win the day, but he goes to her, he starts touching her and she's kind of limp, kind of unresponsive, not getting aroused. He doesn't know what to do. And, and he just ends up telling himself, you know, I do not turn her on. I do not turn her on. Like, why is this like this? Because I used to turn her on and we could just drop and do it. 
And I, I don't get, you know, it, I feel, you know, he basically said something is wrong with me, you know, because I can't turn my wife on. It's like, there's, it's Wednesday night. It's eight 30 for heaven's sakes. The kids are in bed. We got till 10 30, at least we got plenty of time. And so it must be me. So he's hurt, wounded. She's feeling discouraged with her body. They're both in this bad place of feeling like I'm broken. There's something wrong with me. It's double shame. What do we do? Yeah. It's such a, it's such a horrible place. And I want to zoom out for a second because we talked about oil, you know, that acronym and it's both of them focus on the outside, right? She focuses on him just Mm -hmm. being too much, wanting sex too much. He focuses on her not wanting sex enough. And that's where most couples get lost. Right. And then if you go, that's, to the eye, the inside, we've talked about, you know, he feels rejected and she feels like she's failing, right? So there's that mm-hmm. ouch, there's that hurt in that place. But what you're talking about is a little bit deeper in the inside. And when we keep experiencing ouches and messages of failure and rejection, like we got to make sense of it. It's what we talk about, like view of self, like how do we feel about ourselves? you know, when we're not picked or when we keep getting the message, yeah. we're doing it wrong, we're doing it wrong. Right, this is the place where shame thrives. So both of them, what's so horrible about shame is when you understand that attachment, it's like when you need help the most, you're never getting it. Because what shame makes us want to do is hide, right? It's secrecy. That's what makes it so powerful. It's like, why would I want to share these horrible places in myself when you're already rejecting me? You're already telling me you don't, I'm getting it wrong. There's no safety to share this. So I just have to endure kind of these horrible places in in isolation. To me, that is what hell is. Like I'm cut off from all relationship and I don't like myself in that place either, right? Nobody does well in this place. And I can feel my own like sadness coming up being like, look at this moment that could be so beautiful and could lead to connection and safety. And yet both of them are laying on opposite sides of bed in absolute abject horror. Yeah. They're in the deep, dark well of shame. Can't get out. They they feel so shitty about themselves too. I mean, yeah, there's something that they start with about their partner, but then they end up in the hole. Yeah. You know, and that hole is just keeps getting deeper because you can't talk about it and you just don't like yourself and you just, it reinforces those messages. I must be unlovable. I must be broken. I must be stupid. I must be fat. I must be on a track. All my, my body's broken. My body doesn't work right. My body doesn't work the way it used to all of that. And the messages of unlovableness, like I actually deserve to be left alone. You know, people have always left me in my life because I'm just not enough or I'm too much or I'm crazy or I'm like all of these messages, shame confirms them. That's what's so horrible. It's like our worst insecurities get confirmed in these places and nobody comes to refute it. So we just are left to endure it. And it's, it's, it's really, I mean, so much of our work is trying to shine a light into the darkness in those places. Yeah. Yeah. So how can we shine that light? What, how do we help? Shall we help him first or her first? Whatever you want. But I, I want to help her first. All right, let's help her. <laughs> we got our bias is showing up here, <laughs> you know, but I, again, I, I think that in its simplicity, the secret to, to, to resolving shame is connection. 
It's the secrecy and the hiding that makes it so powerful. If somebody's willing to kind of share it, I know we're, we're, we're on a path, right? We're, we're starting to kind of shine a light in there that they're, they're just not going to be alone in that place. And a lot of times when they start and a partner tries to help, they can't trust it and they push it away. And then that just makes them feel worse. So we want to anticipate a lot of mistrust in these places where you believe the lies. I mean, I think it's helpful, you know, to recognize the witness and partner that if nobody comes for so many years and someone finally does show up, it's hard to actually trust that. So it's okay. Just try more. It's about it continuing to come that will build trust. So we're going to head into her place. So. Okay. What is she feeling? She's just feeling that she's broken. She's defective. She's, you know, she hates herself in that place. She hates her body. She, yeah. Yeah. It's like I'm, my body just doesn't work anymore. I'm, I'm like a dead fish. I, I hate this. I hate living here. And if you are a dead fish, what does that make you? Yeah, so if I am a dead fish, that certainly makes me not a good sexual partner, and basically I'm going to be left. Mm-hmm. You know, I think as a woman, not to be sexy, not to be sexual, is to be kind of to be a nothing. You know, because the currency in our world as women often is, you know, or we're told it's how sexy are you. So it's like I'm a nothing. I've lost my power. I've So that Lori's just even willing to go there. She's letting us into the darkness, right? It's putting voice to it. So look at the words that she's using, like, I'm not a woman, right? I'm a nothing. You know, it's my fault. I'm a dead fish. You know, I'm ugly, I'm pathetic, right? These are, these are some, some, some really horrible negative views of self that develop when yeah. nobody refutes the lies, when your lies just get confirmed because nobody comes time and time again. So again, the first thing I want to do is just honor. Thank you for sharing that. I had no idea. I had no idea this is where you go. I just think you don't care and it's no big deal. And you're thinking about the kids and a list of things. I don't know you're going to this place. Mm-hmm. you know, and pretty dark place. Yeah. I mean, I know you're letting me in and you believe some of this stuff, but I just want to let you know, I don't, I don't see you that way. You know, I do see you as attractive as a someone, you know, this isn't your fault. You know, we've, we, we've been missing each other, but I'm sorry that you take it that way. Right? Cause that's not the way I mean to do that. It's not your fault. I appreciate that. It's kind of hard to take that in, though, because it messes us up so much. And Lori, and it makes so much sense that, like, it's hard to trust anything in this place. It really breaks my heart to know that you go here often, and I didn't really know that. I thought you didn't care. And, you know, so, yeah, I could imagine anything I say you're not going to trust, and that's okay. I just, I don't even know what to say. I just, I don't want you to be alone in this place. I appreciate you trying to help me. I think it's, I think maybe more what I need is being told that you're going to love me and be with me while I'm dealing with all this 
new stuff with myself sexually mm-hmm. that you're going to stick with it and we can, you know, it's not the end of the world when I don't respond on one night and that you're not going to leave me, I guess, um, that, that you'll, you know, you're going to be patient with me in this. I definitely want to love you in these places. You don't love yourself. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely going to make me more patient because I, I didn't know you were going here. Okay. Okay. is a good start. Okay, it's a good start, right? She's shining a light in. We're not going to clear this place out in one conversation, but this is so different than it typically. That's for sure. Okay. Okay, let's come back and help him. Addie. Ladies, did you know that one of the most common complaints from women about their sexual health is a frustrating low libido? Our sex drives can decline, but it's also treatable. Addy or Flibanserin is FDA approved and has been clinically proven to increase sexual desire in certain premenopausal women who are bothered by a low libido. So if you feel like you've lost your desire and you want to get it back, stop falling for the snake oils and ask your doctor about Addy today. Go to Addy.com. That's A-D-D-Y-I. Addy is for premenopausal women with acquired generalized hypoactive sexual desire disorder, HSDD, who have not had problems with low sexual desire in the past, who have low sexual desire no matter the type of sexual activity, the situation, or the sexual partner. The low sexual desire is troubling to them and is not due to a medical or mental health problem, problems in the relationship, or medicine or other drug use. Addy is not for use in men or to enhance sexual performance. Your risk of severe low blood pressure and fainting is increased if you drink one to two standard alcoholic drinks close in time to your Addy dose. Wait at least two hours after drinking before taking Addy at bedtime. Your risk of severe low blood pressure and fainting is also increased if you take certain prescriptions, over-the-counter or herbal medications, or have liver problems. Low blood pressure and fainting can happen when you take Addy even if you don't drink alcohol or take other medicines. Do not take if you are allergic to any of the ingredients in Addy. Allergic reactions may include hives, itching or trouble breathing. Sleepiness, sometimes serious, can occur. Common side effects include dizziness, nausea, tiredness, Difficulty falling asleep or staying asleep and dry mouth. See full PI and medication guide, including box warning at addy.com forward slash PI or call 844-PINK-PILL. Go to addy.com and use the code foreplay for a $10 telemedicine appointment to find out if Addy is right for you. I am hungry at the end of the day and the last thing I want to do is make a whole meal from scratch, but every plate is so delicious. My husband and I have enjoyed it to the hilt. It's great. And it's also cheaper. It's like you get more bang for your buck when you use America's Best Value Meal Kit. And also, the cool thing is, if you are craving steak and George loves steak, they are introducing a dollar for steak. You can add a 10-ounce ranch steak to your weekly order for just $1 per box while your subscription is active. Now, that's raising the stakes for dinner, y'all. Recently, I had their tacos, and they were so good, and they were so easy, and there's no way you can overeat because they give you the right portions. It is delicious. Get a meal for $1.49 plus $1 steaks for life by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and enter the code 49foreplay. Subscriptions must be active to qualify and redeem the $1 steak. Get started with every plate for $1.49 per meal plus $1 steaks for life by going to, again, everyplate.com slash podcast and enter our code 49foreplay. That's all one word, 49foreplay. And we are just grateful that every plate is sponsoring foreplay. You know, I always say women need their brains to turn on, to think about sexual content and dipsy stories 
We'll have you immersed in a vivid world where every touch and every breath and every stolen glance is felt with breathtaking intensity. Tipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. And they bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Like a sexy story about if you've ever been out in the world and suddenly a sexy, impulsive thought pops into your brain and you grab your partner and you sneak off to do it in the woods or do it outdoors or maybe in the stacks at the library. Be very, very legal here, y'all. With Dipsy, you don't have to go anywhere or do anything that is risky. You can just put your headphones on and do it anywhere. New content is released every week, so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. For my listeners on the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash foreplay. That's 30 days of full access for free. When you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash foreplay. Tipsystories.com slash foreplay, y'all. Uber lube. It's a luxury lubricant. Can you say that three times fast? Uber lube, luxury lubricant. You know, basically it's pure silicone bliss. It is made from superior ingredients. It has skin soothing vitamin E and it goes on just like natural moisture and it lasts a long time. There's no drip. Their glass bottles are truly beautiful. You can leave them on your bedstand. I do. No problem. Nobody notices. And it's basically like this thin, slippery silicone formulation. It reduces friction, which is great, but it doesn't reduce sensation. And it stays slippery long enough for lasting pleasure. They have travel-friendly toughened glass bottles. You can slip it in your gym bag. You can slip it in your purse. You can be ready whenever. Try UberLube, the silicone lubricant, at uberlube.com. Use the code FOREPLAY for 10% off. Really, it is the best lubricant on the market. So, Lori, before we get to me, how was that for you? Again, you spend a lifetime of this person in this role avoiding sharing it, hiding its secrets, right? And now you're starting to touch it and... I had no idea. Like, what was it like to to start kind of shining a little bit of a light in there? Yeah, I think it's, you know, ex- exquisitely vulnerable to to reveal this suspicion that I have that actually I'm just kind of a dead fish mm-hmm. inside sexually because I know how little value that gives me in the world's eyes as a woman. You know, because I, I, everything I see is about sexy, hot, you know, and we imagine underneath sexy and hot, these women are super tigresses in bed. And like, I'm just looking at myself as a dead fish. And I just like to say that out loud. I, I, don't, I can barely even think about it without this horrible feeling of shame and fear. Yeah coming up, you know, both. And it's like, then to say it out loud to my partner, it's like, oh, you know, it, I, it's like, it makes me feel sick. I mean, I mean, it, it's probably better to say it to him and have some opportunity to work on it together. But, you know, you and I were trying to demo this, George, you and I are trying to demo this in a, you know, in a 24 minute podcast, but I think it would have in real life, it's just such an awful admission of this bad place inside. It's like, and that's kind of what I was trying to, 
show that, yeah, he, he had a lovely response, but it wouldn't been enough yet because this is a deep place of shame. And so, um, you know, I mean, I can, even as I take on her role, my stomach is like still upset, (laughs) you know, what it must feel like inside. It's a classic sign of shame is a nauseous stomach Mm -hmm. because it's, there's disgust, there's revolt, there's, you know, contempt. Mm -hmm. That's how we feel. And yeah. no part of us wants to show. And we want to show everyone the best parts of us. We don't want to show the worst parts of us because no we're afraid way. people will judge us and use it as a reason to further reject us or tell us we're yeah. failing. So this is so yeah. counterintuitive. There's good reasons we hide. I mean, it, that is the action tendency of shame. It's to hide. But it's a short-term mm-hmm. protection because we don't give people anything to reject us we feel a little bit safer in hiding it, but in hiding it, we keep out any help that really anybody would need in this place. And that's really the key of what we're trying to emphasize here. The antidote to shame is connection. You're not going to get that through hiding. Yeah. So hard to do. You know, it requires some, so much courage yep. and yep. bravery and it actually creates safety in the relationship, but Ironically, we have to feel safe in the relationship to do it. And this is always the difficulty, I think, in our partnerships. What yeah. comes first, the chicken or the egg? Do we risk and then have the potential to create something deeper and more vulnerable? Or do we just keep it inside, yeah. hoping for some magic to happen where we feel like it'll be safe enough to do it, which, you know, vulnerability offering vulnerability and risking is the way to create safety. But, you know, we so often want to feel safe before we do that. And yeah. so it's, it's really a bind. It's so important that you're emphasizing the timing of it, right? It, you have to be safe. Your partner has to actually want to know about it. You don't want to be yeah. reckless and let people in when they're in defensive places and they're going to use it against you. And we have all these reasons yeah. to not want to share it. And we're respecting that. I mean, we, we yeah. if I'm at a training and I try to get somebody to role play shame or the whole group, everybody looks down. It's just such a quick tendency to want to do this. <laughs> this is why it into our brain. So, yeah. but if you notice what you're doing, then you could start making, having more of a choice, right? Do I want to do this always? Or can I find moments in my life where I don't have to always be alone? Even if I can't share this with my partner, can I share it with a friend? Can I share with somebody that actually can be safe so I don't have to be alone with it? Because, you know, I think about my kids when they feel this way, I would do anything to help them. I would not want them to be alone in this place. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that in exposing ourselves to somebody, maybe every pun intended, you know, and it does let the light in, right? Even if we start with somebody that feels a little safer than our partner, our best friend or our therapist or whatever, you know, so that we can build up courage to then deal with it in the relationship that we're in where that person needs to know. I, I think that's a, that's a good intermediate step just to tell somebody yep. what's going on. I like to use a little withdrawal move. It's like exposing yourself. I see you flashing like with a raincoat and we're not saying doing it that way. Maybe you just take off a sock, mm-hmm. right? And just kind of mm-hmm. ease into this place. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get to, let's get to me. Let's get to you. Let's get to the guy, guy. who has been so rejected. 
Again, and so feels easy. Like he's not enough, right? Like he he doesn't turn her on anymore. So let's just go real back quick to oil. It's so easy for me to focus on Lori and her trigger and how her rolling over is the problem here. That I don't ever really talk about the hurt underneath. I focus on the outside, not the inside. But if I focus on the inside, mm -hmm. that's where the rejection is, right? That's where the pain mm -hmm. is. But if we go a little bit deeper. How do I make sense of this rejection continuing to happen over time? The shame part of me starts, and that's that same nauseous feeling. It's like, you know, she's not attracted to me. You know, I've gotten older. My belly's gotten a little bit bigger. Maybe my hair, I'm, I'm not as strong as I used to be. You know, I don't have as much vitality as I used to be. Maybe I think my penis is too small or, you know, maybe I'm afraid of ED. But the reason why she's not attracted to me is me. I'm not a good lover, right? I'm not, I'm not who she wants. There's probably someone else out there that she would work totally fine with. The problem here is me. Mm. My shame says I'm not a man. I'm a failure. And because I'm not a man, I kind of deserve this. Like it's mm. that same place you talked about. I really don't have value sexually. You know, my worst fears is I'm not a man. That's what my mm. shame says. Wow. You know, and as I just listened to all of that, there's it's like so many components. You're not a man. Your penis doesn't work right. Your penis isn't big enough. You know, you're not attractive enough. You're worried about aging, your, your hair, your stomach, your strength. It's like, that is a horrible soup that you are in, you know? Uh, and it's like so many ingredients that land you in this terrible place of, feeling bad and like you have no value. And then I do think, you know, while women often, you know, their value is in being hot and sexy, I think men too, you know, their value is in being virile and masculine and, and able to turn a woman on. I mean, I think that sense of power, I can turn her on is, is such a deep feeling. And if you don't have that, you know, you, you ain't got it anymore. That's, that sucks, you know, such a bad place. And I, I just, I appreciate you telling me all that. I, I didn't, had no idea that all of this was going on. Like all of those places, I mean, it's so self-critical and, and it just has got to feel so bad. You know, I, I guess I'm just, you know, I want to help you here. And, and I want you to see you the way I see you, you know, which I guess that's this is not how I see you. That's the part that it's hard to trust. It's like, if I feel wimpy, which I do in these places, I imagine mm. that must be a huge turnoff. I mean, mm. women want the caveman. They want the strong guy. They want, you know, that's who they're attracted to. They're not attracted to this. You know, mm. I, I feel like I deserve, you know, you to roll over. You know, I probably would roll over too if I had to be with me. I know it doesn't make sense that that you're showing me the wimpy part that you feel because you think I just want the the macho caveman. But I guess it's it brings so much more understanding to me and to my heart about what you go through because when I look at you, I imagine you just 
are angry with me and rageful with me about not being enough for you. And then you tell me that actually you go into this terrible place and that's why you're pulling back because you feel so wimpy and so bad about you. It's like, it actually, you know, instead of feeling hurt, now I feel like I want to comfort you. I want to go to you. I, I want to tell you all what I feel about you. And, Mm. and, it's not about me anymore. It's like I, I begin to see what's happening between us. You get you land in this terrible place, and I didn't know that. I really didn't know that. Yeah. So, I, I guess you know that's good to hear. It's it's so weird to try to talk about this, and mm-hmm. I don't know if I guess what might help, and I never really think about this is that. This isn't me. I mean, it's just, just a little part of me that, that, and yeah. it's okay to feel this way. It's not going to be used against me that, like, it's okay to feel this way at times. And, like, and, you know, just to know that, I guess that's what I need to hear that it's okay. It's, it's not, you know, I'm not going to get judged for this. I'm not going to be seen differently because I've shown this part of me. I just want to tell you, I am so grateful that you have showed me this part of you, this part that feels even wimpy. You know, I, I don't need you to be macho all the time. I, this part, you know, it's like that you would trust me with kind of the, the deeper, weak, weaker part or, you know, just some part of you that feels weak. I just feel like, I feel like respected, like like that I'm important, that you would tell me this, that you let me in in this place. It's like it makes me feel closer to you. I, mm. I know you're worried that it'll make me feel grossed out and that I, you know, I won't be able to love you because it's not always macho. But I actually feel closer right now to you that you shared that with me. And I, I appreciate you showing me this place. And for the record, I don't feel that about you. I think you're very attractive. Always do. You know, those are not the things that are going through my mind, but yeah. that you would share with me this deeper place. I, I really, you know, I, I'm glad for it. Thank you. Well, thank you. I feel like a the fire shame inside of me is getting a little squirting on it, right? It's, it's hard to trust it just like it was for Lori. I imagine some yeah. of my friends listen to this and oh, what a, what a wimp. I mean, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Man up. Right. So I've got yeah. those messages my whole life. It's hard to believe one little exception is going to change that, but it's the start, you know? And, and I guess yeah. our message to those of you listening is like, you do deserve help in these places. Humans were yeah. not meant to deal with shame in isolation. Nobody does well in it. And it's a sign of courage to touch that place and to share it. You know, it's, it might feel safer to hide it, but we know where that's going to lead. So again, that's my hope that you'll, you deserve this. We all deserve this. And a lot of us got to do our own work because if we can't take our partner's empathy, then we got to learn to see how we treat ourselves in these places. Right, and yeah. we're often critical. How do we retri- How do we replace our own criticism with compassion? The more compassion that comes to shame, the more healing we get. And we're at really in this. We're asking people to co-regulate, to 
help heal each other by offering gratitude and appreciation when our partner does reveal these shameful parts. Yeah. You know, that's so healing just to kind of be seen there and then not have our partner be disgusted with us. Exactly. That's a good thing. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for listening. Shine that light in the shame. Okay. So tell us about your cutting edge training that you're doing on success and vulnerability. Lori, we just keep pushing it. Coming up with a new module on the playbook of a pursuer, playbook of a witcher, really practical moment by moment moves of what a therapist can use. You know, we're so focused on what's happening in session. Enough of this talk about theories and these global things. We, I think most therapists are looking for, what do I do in this moment? Give me a tool, George. So that's what we're trying to do. That's awesome. I am so glad you guys are doing this work. I think it helps us be organized to see you do it. You do demos, you do explanations, teaching. It really is interactive. And I think that so many trainings that we sit through don't give us an opportunity for that. So what you're doing is really important. No, we try to emphasize the teach it, show it, do it model of learning. Now you need to have some ideas, so we try to teach those. And then we try to show what it looks like implementing those ideas. But most importantly, you now got to practice it. That's how they become yours. And that's what we want our, our listeners and watchers to do is become their own moves. Find George and his teaching at successandvulnerability.com. Call in your questions to the 4Play question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-MY, the number 4, PLAY. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.